Okay, welcome to Campfire Chronicles, episode number 33. I am Robbie. This is Brian. And this is Andrew. And today we're going to be talking about the 50th episode of Adventure Archives and how we got started. So. Yes, yes. Uh, why don't you start us off, Andrew? How did we get started? <laughs> <laughs> why don't you tell us the whole story about how we got started and we'll be done. Um, so, I I mean, it. you can really go a while back. I, There's no... yeah. Yeah, there's not like a super definitive start time, but it was kind of like a swirling combination of circumstances I, that led to yeah. it. Yeah, I, I think it'd be interesting if we all just went and said what we believe is what was was the start of Adventure Archives. Okay. And then from yeah. there we could maybe yeah. I, I mean, see if you're, who's wrong and who's right. <laughs> <laughs> if you're looking for like a hard start, then I would say that it was probably the uh, the end of summer of 2013 where... Like, I had actually, like, we had all talked about the idea of filming something out in nature because we, we grew up watching, like, survival shows and stuff. And we're like, you know, we could film something. Like, we, we have the ability to. We were overestimating ourselves a bit. But um, but then, like, accepted. and this was, <laughs> this was the summer before I started grad school. And, like, nothing ended up happening that whole summer. And then I, I went into grad school. And I was like, man, you know, we just, like, we, we have to do it. Like, we just have to do it. And so that Labor Day weekend, like right after the start of the school year, um, it was just me and Robbie, actually, because like it it was kind of a situation where it's like we want Brian and Thomas involved, but we're just going to do whatever we can to get it started. And I guess we had some false starts before then during the summer, but they just I don't think we like tried hard enough. And so this time we were like, okay, we can do it. So me and Robbie went out to Dolly Sod's Labor Day weekend of 2013 and filmed that episode. And that was we were really like hammering into our minds that like, okay, we can't be like self-conscious about like stopping to set up shots, even if there's other people around. Cause that's part of the reason that we had faltered before. Um, and then, yeah, we filmed that episode eventually went back, uh, and, and just like edited it at Robbie's place, um, at his dance studio actually. <laughs> and the rest of his history, but at least that's, so that's like what I see as the hard start, but there's kind of a, the lead up there was some yeah lead up the lead up it. yeah but maybe you guys can talk about that i can talk about that in a second but brian why don't you uh okay um for me i always kind of attribute the uh i don't know if start is the the right word of it but kind of like the inception of adventure archives really began with um our good times videos that's that's what I always think of, and um, basically what the good times videos were, they were just videos. Either we were on vacation, or even just hanging out. Um, but it usually was when we were on vacation, and we would, you know, take silly pictures and do silly, cheesy, um, like epic photos that we always do in our show, and we would slideshow these into a video with some epic music in the background, um, typically from like a video game. And I think that was kind of really what started the whole idea of um, chronicling our our trips. Hmm. uh, Chronicling campfires. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Archiving our adventures, so to speak. (laughs) Um, And then that led us to, to Adventure Archives. 
Okay, so I'm going to take it back even further. <laughs> 2004. It's like I was born in 1985. <laughs> so Robbie picked up a camera. Actually, no, no, I'll take it back to 2003. 2003, my brother went on a camping trip with his girlfriend at the time, who is now his wife. They went to Hocking Hills, and they took a bunch of pictures, and they were posing you know, with the, the epic looking in the distance type of pose. Two things happened there. One was that... I didn't know that I might be conflating these, but let, let's just roll with this. One was that I didn't know that places like that could exist. Hocking Hills. It's just this incredible landscapes out in the wild because our families were absolutely not outdoors people. Like we yeah. did not grow up going outdoors. And the second they were thing, outside people, but not. Outdoors. Yeah, yeah. 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 Outside going places that vacations, that's been a thing, but like actually camping in the wild, that was never a thing. And, and even hiking so much, I don't remember any hiking growing up. Mm. Uh, but the second thing that happened was that my it opened our minds to the idea of taking pictures with, especially digital cameras were just starting to get big then. So mm-hmm. we started taking pictures of all the trips we would go on. So we'd often to go to go to Torch Lake because your parents' friends had a property up there. So we'd go there and spend the summer, or just a week or two in the summer, and then we'd take pictures. Then, uh, 2004, we went to the sand, or maybe 2006. 2004, 2006, we went to the sand dunes, and we took a bunch of cheesy pictures. Then, in 2006, yeah, 2006, I took an After Effects class. And the After Effects class uh, was all about how to use After Effects. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> um, but one of the projects that I did, like the fir- one of the first projects I did was I took all of our pictures from that sand dunes trip and I created what we called the, f- the Good Times videos. That was the first Good Times video, which is just basically a slideshow with music of our adventure. And so that was like three or four minutes long. And it for us, it meant a lot. And it, we, could, we watched them like a hundred times every time. And then we'd make a Good Times video of every trip we did after that. Then at some point, I don't know how we exactly came up with it, but we started watching Bear Grylls, Les Stroud, and Ray Mears, and we got the idea that we could turn our trips into a TV show. Mm-hmm. And then, does anybody remember how we came up with the name Adventure Archives specifically? I s- Was it just because you it- and me, uh, Andrew, you and me, we always did like alliteration for any of the stuff that we created? Oh, you know, that's definitely I what always, it was. Leaves, right? Yeah, that's 100% what it was. I always thought it was had a little something to do with the Crystal, Crystal Chronicles. Well, too. yeah, that was definitely part of it. Oh, Crystal Chronicles is actually definitely what inspired it at the beginning. But Weekly Waves was the first alliteration that we did. Which, so, for those who don't know, was like a pseudo podcast that me and Robbie did. Like, no, no, it wasn't a what? pseudo podcast. It was it a podcast yeah, was before just, podcasts were a thing. Yeah. That was in 2001. We should. Oh, I was going to say, we should release that as Patreon content, but I don't we know can't. if everything in there is... No, no, no. <laughs> no nobody can ever hear those. <laughs> there's got to be some snippets that are okay. But <laughs> I'm sure there's some snippets, but by and large, like from episode one, it was absolutely inappropriate for life. <laughs> um, no, it, it's funny, the whole photo thing, because I remember you... I don't remember when you were talking about it, but I remember you talking about how, like, oh, we can, like, pose in pictures. Like, it doesn't just yeah. have to be a smile. Yeah. But I, like, but even just the act of taking a photo to remember stuff, like, it's funny how, 
like before you do that it just seems like something that people would make fun of and like I remember I was taking pictures at like a gathering of friends and like one of my friends did make fun of it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't know. It's just like, but it's, it's something that as a kid you like never think of, but it's such a nice thing to have. In oh hindsight. yeah. It's so nice to have. And it, I understand that people make fun of it and I understand the self-consciousness behind posing and filming yourself and taking pictures of yourself, but you will thank yourself later that you didn't listen to anybody else because you'll be the one with pictures and memories while other people will be ones with nothing but <laughs> dust and tears <laughs> <laughs> or memories. If they have a good memory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also the, it's funny. Cause like, did you only take one after effects class? Yeah. Yeah. It was just one semester. Cause I, I literally took like, I don't know how long it was, maybe like a weekend or maybe it was even, it could have been even a single day, but I took like some Photoshop class when I was a kid. But it's like something like that you don't think much of, but stuff like that can stick with you for like life. Oh man, it's like, crazy. I, I would never have known how to use the software at all if it weren't for that. But I really wish I would have done that with Photoshop because my Photoshop skills are lacking. <laughs> uh, what's interesting though about that After Effects class, just quick aside, is that that teacher, I can't remember his name was, Jim something, Kraus maybe, Jim Kraus. Uh, I ap accidentally made an enemy of him and I didn't even realize it until later. Oh yeah. I, remember uh, I took a pop quiz. He had a pop quiz once or just a quiz and there was filled with spelling mistakes. So on my quiz, I put in all my answers, but I also corrected all of his spelling. <laughs> and then for the rest of the semester, I couldn't seem to figure out why he didn't like me. Like I liked him perfectly fine. Um, but I was just so socially inept at the time that it didn't occur to me that he didn't like me because I did that. Because one time I won an award. There was like a telecommunications department award ceremony and a bunch of people in our class won different awards for stuff. I was one of the people who won awards and he was like, oh yeah, so we had a bunch of our students we won awards. It's like, oh, Kelly, I saw you won an award and then Ryan, you won an award. And then he just skipped right over me and I was like, huh, that was weird. But anyways, thank you, Jim Krause, because you taught me After Effects. Literally changed the course of my life. <laughs> I hold no grudge, and you are absolutely justified for not liking me. <laughs> no, maybe he should learn how to spell. Well, maybe that's He is yeah. a teacher, so. <laughs> that is really funny. <laughs> that's yeah, like one I, of those things you do as a kid where you're like, oh, I'm going to sound smart. <laughs> oh, yeah, and then you're just going to be an a-hole. <laughs> but uh yeah it was definitely 2006 that we did that sand dunes trip that inspired the first uh good times video so we did good times videos for like four or five years and then it was 2011 or 2012 that we went to mohican state park at that point we had started taking a lot more video as well mm -hmm. as pictures so like good mm -hmm. times videos were typically just slideshows of the pictures but then we started to incorporate video in that mohican trip well and even that, in the oh wait yeah, 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 you're right, yeah. But at, by that point, we had really started to think like, oh, yeah, we should like make a TV show. Yeah. Because we had watched a lot of Bear Grylls and all that, and I just went ahead and I edited the Mohican into a TV show, which you can actually watch on the channel. Mm -hmm. It's not very good, but <laughs> it, the, <laughs> the skeleton's there, at least. And I remember spring of 2012, we went on that Smokey's backpacking trip, and... Mm -hmm. kind of filmed that like a show too and and even i remember like i was so excited I, yeah oh uh, i i remember i was working on a good times video for that but i never actually oh yeah it. yeah i remember like i i never 
put together a video. I think Robbie eventually did, but I remember I was taking footage and like, you know how we have like the little splash of like paint with the, you know, day one and mileage in our episodes. I was doing stuff like that on in these, but with like my super rudimentary video editing skills and like I wasn't using After Effects or anything, but just like kind of creating a po- prototype of what I thought the show could look like and and back then it was like instead of like day and temperature it was just like little philosophical blurbs but now that's kind of like the role of the narration and stuff but what's a trip was that sorry i was taking my shirt off so i (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry you're gonna have to speak up i'm wearing a towel (laughs) i did take my headphones off that was the uh (laughs) that was the smoky strip in in like oh okay yeah yeah. Yeah. there is there's a good times video of that yeah 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 it's so weird though how like it, it feels like such a stark delineation of eras in my life from like pre 2013 and post 2013 filming adventure archives. That's true. Yeah. That your life has these different like epochs. Is it epic or epoch? I've said I don't that know. before. Yeah. 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 Different eras. <laughs> 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 and, um, I also, I don't remember when we did this, but it might've been winter 2012 going into 2013. But I remember like we were still filming stuff like, um, like we went hiking at some park, uh, Glacier Ridge Metro Park in Columbus, and it was winter time, and there were like icicles, and it was like sunset, and we filmed some stuff, and like, kind of did it like an Adventure Archives show, and then we did another one where it was just like in the woods near where Brian lives, and we were walking through there in the winter, and like I built a trap, like a a little, um, it was like a oh, snare attached right. to like a yeah, sapling yeah, that would yeah, spring yeah. up, yeah. And those are actually pretty cool videos, but. Yeah, it, it, it's like there was very much a maybe a year long period where year and a half long period even where Adventure Archives was kind of in this like prototype stage. But it's also funny how Adventure Archives really was the product of lots of uh, like bubbling. Like there there was a lot of brewing that went on beforehand. Like just mm-hmm. months of watching Bear Grylls and Les Stroud in bed. And just being like, oh, man, this show's so great. Just like, look, he's out in the, the mountains and the look at that clear water and everything. <laughs> just building up that thirst for adventure, I suppose. When did we start watching that stuff? Uh, that was roughly the same time we went. We made the first Good Times video, I think. Because I, I remember specifically I had just graduated college in 2007. We were mm-hmm. in your kitchen, and we were talking about yeah, Bear Grylls came after the first Good Times video. Yeah, first first Good Times video was 2006, and then 2007, we were in the kitchen, and my brother or somebody was talking about, oh, yeah, I love that show, Man vs. Wild. Mm. And I feel like I had seen it, like, flipping through Discovery Channel or something, and you guys had actually seen it, so we pirated a copy of the first episode, and we were watching it in the kitchen on the table. You know, it, it's funny how there are so many different influencing factors in adventure archives too because like like we've talked about your brother sinjan and and like thomas's uncle but like i was just thinking my dad used to show us like all these nature documentaries and i'm like 85 percent sure i watched some like ray mears video way back in the day like before i started consistently watching it because i remember seeing some video where like some dude was making a trap and catching fish on a tropical island or something but but i feel like that also kind of led us into like checking out uh, uh survivor man and stuff but mm. you know you know how you're completely obsessed with kung fu now and we yeah. make fun of you for it 
<laughs> you were previously super obsessed with bushcraft. And I yeah, think yeah, that yeah. was a good, a big, uh, like catalyst for adventure archives too. Yeah. Yeah. And actually I, uh, I'm hoping to do a more bushcrafty video. Cause like usually when we're hiking, we're at a specific park and you can't actually like cut trees down and stuff <laughs> unless you want to be heavily fined or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that like, I always try to bring more bushcrafty elements into the episodes as much as I can. And like originally I kind of, I don't know. I, I wanted to bring more of that into it. Um, but like just, it's not practical, but yeah, you know, that's actually, I was just thinking that I had always envisioned that that would happen at some mm-hmm. point that we, cause like, it just made sense. Oh, we're going to do a bunch of bushcraft stuff. We're going to make ladders or whatever, like bear grills yeah. or whatnot. <laughs> but we just, it, it's not practical when you go to the places that we go to, cause it's not allowed. Right. 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 But hopefully we can have some other videos with stuff like that. Cause I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's fun. Like that's always the stuff that I enjoy watching in our episodes is like the fire starting and the wild edibles, not just cause I'm oh. doing them, but it's just like, yeah, yeah. Different strokes for different folks. <laughs> what were you going to say, Brian? Oh, I was just going to, um, I just remembered a time when Andrew and I went out to this area and I think you, this is when you were, Really well, I guess you still are sort of into the tarp camping, but this was, I guess, when you had just gotten a tarp, and you wanted to go tarp camping. Mm-hmm. Do you remember Andrew and we? We went to this area and we set up the tarp, and um, there were actually like wild leeks growing around. <laughs> it was, oh, it was yeah, really yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we just want really wanted to get out, so we weren't we weren't like in the middle of a, a park or anything. We were kind of in the middle of a subdivision, but some of the plots of land had been undeveloped. Yeah, yeah. Um. But we set up our tarp, and there were wild leeks, and we had brought, Everywhere. like, frozen fish. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, so Andrew started this fire, and we were cooking these frozen fish with le- with these wild leeks, and we ate that. And the, and the day ha- was really nice, and the weather was comfortable, but then at night, it dropped down to pretty, to pretty cold, I guess. Uh, this was back when we were dumb, and we didn't know that, you know, winter, backpack- or winter uh, sleeping bags were a thing. Um, <laughs> And I remember being extremely cold that night. <laughs> uh, but man, it's just those those kinds of moments are coming like rushing back to me. You know, yeah. I remember. Uh, the, I remember as we sort of kind of delved deeper into the whole idea of backpacking and, and doing being more outdoorsy. It's weird how long ago and how not long ago that feels at the same time. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, we're approaching ten years since we started filming mm. the first one we filmed was september 1st 2013 so that in like a year and a half that'll be 10 years of wow. filming actually there's a similar story that I, i've probably told here before but there was like some spring break i think in college where it, it was probably around that time like i think it was before 2012 it might have been 2011 but i remember specifically i really wanted to go on a backpacking trip because like up until then, yeah we, yeah, we had done Shenandoah and Yellowstone, I think, but, like, I, I wanted to go on, like, a legit long backpacking trip or something. Um, but just, like, nothing came together, and I was, like, really, like, frustrated in a way. So I just ended up setting up a tarp in the middle of the, the this, like, park, like, this wooded park that's in the middle of a suburb. <laughs> and, like... Um, set up a little shelter and like gathered a bunch of wood and started a little fire. But then I think like 
at some point brian came out to check on me in the middle of the night just to make sure <laughs> yeah I'm okay. and i think like he was not so far in that i couldn't drive and then walk in like for after <laughs> like three for minutes. minutes yeah yeah and i found him there and i was like i i, I, th- I think i had blankets or something i was like do you need blankets yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't remember what it was <laughs> which actually i really want to take some more survival classes again because i my like the year i got into kung fu i also did another survival class because i was like this is the year where i'm doing stuff but then 2020 hit and i was like uh eh, i'll hold off but i, I kind of haven't like looked into one again but now i feel like there's no reason to not look into that and just like take another survival class but dan vulcans actually just said andrew stealth camp yeah 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 and which mm-hmm. yeah i would very actually stealth. really like to <laughs> stealth camp i i really yeah i just think it'd be super fun man I sometimes I, I can see the appeal of it, but at the same time I think about it and I think for me I, I've I've probably mentioned this before, but for me the the enjoyment I get out of camping is after you've done the rigorous part and you and you get to camp. Oh yeah. And and you get to, you know, enjoy the area with your friends and stuff. You know, I, I like that part of the camping. I feel like the stealth camping I would just feel too um <laughs> like worried about being discovered or something like that you know the rigorous part is being stealthy (laughs) (laughs) no no actually you're you're absolutely right i actually feel the same way what i really want to do is be do like some sort of swedish right to Rome or whatever Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay yeah i could see that where i could just go 10 miles in any direction and then just camp wherever i want that's what i would really like to do like stealth camping in the u.s just sounds terrible you get some belligerent person yelling at you for being in your backyard (laughs) or just some cop being like what are you doing and it would really suck yeah i i can see an appeal to it though like I, i think we were talking about this on our last trip but like when we were kids we would like when we were all staying together um during like family gatherings we would have these like late night missions to get like donuts from the kitchen or whatever (laughs) (laughs) it's like (laughs) we would just be sneaking around at night so none of the parents knew we're still up playing video games and like i remember there's one at my house where like we snuck upstairs or something and like robbie was like okay i'm gonna go to the bathroom and i'm gonna drop like a, a, a pocket knife or something and see if anyone <laughs> wakes up and then if no one wakes up then the coast is clear <laughs> but oh i, I God, it's like that sort of like childhood feeling of sneaking around we, we should just collaborate with steve wallace we should do it in canada oh god that'd be so great dude yeah just just drinking beers <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome oh man uh you know why don't we take a quick detour too because well i guess we should talk about the 50th episode at some point but i also do want to talk about um how you guys met thomas i, I would like to know <laughs> how that went down i have, we haven't talked about that somewhere before right i feel like maybe we have i, I mean know. we've mentioned that he's our neighbor but yeah but like do you like, guys yeah. remember the first meeting in because I, I i remember my first Andrew. meeting with thomas yeah. and it's really funny in retrospect i don't I don't remember the first time I met him because we it was like we were kids, like young, young kids, I feel like. Um, I don't know. It must have been like Halloween or summer or something. But I, I mean, I do have a lot of stories and stuff like nothing too crazy. But like um, back in the day, we would like play in our backyards and like our we, we had like a patio that had like a bunch of gravel underneath. And we'd always like dig through the gravel and look for like fossils and stuff. Um and then sometimes, like, we had woods in the back that, and there was, like, a grapevine. And I remember we were, like, swinging on it. And, like, he went out and swung on it, and then I swung on it. But I was, like, a chubby kid, so I think, like, the vine broke when I swung on it. 
<laughs> and then um there was another time where we were like exploring in the backyard like brian you know that middle area where we had that like bonfire one time mm-hmm. it's kind of there and then like i was we were just like rooting around in the dirt and then i saw this like clump of crystals sticking out and then we like dug into it and we found this like brick size rock with like a bunch of calcite growing on it which is not that interesting now but like as a kid finding like crystals growing like that in the ground is super exciting especially like a huge chunk of it um but yeah so me and him grew up doing all sorts of stuff like that and then like in middle school we sort of like you guys were sort of like calvin and hops <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it like sounds like calvin and Hobbes. yeah actually <laughs> that's probably why that feels relatable but in middle so quick school, aside did yeah. brian did you ever no, hang out with him i, I did not because i mean i did I'm, not I, <laughs> it's age we're talking about them being i don't know how, how old were you andrew I mean, it, like, it, this was, like, pre-middle school when we were... Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, he's, like, pre-middle school, and I'm in high school. And Thomas you know, is already I, two years younger than me, too. So. Right. Yeah. So, at this point, I'm very much separating my life from, you know... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kids of that age, you know? Uh, obviously, as we grew older, you know, and, and we all became more mature, obviously, 10 years or whatever difference in age, it doesn't matter as much. Right. But, you know, back then, it did. <laughs> and... and- I'll say, like, in middle school, I feel like me and Thomas, like, didn't hang out as much for some reason. He was, he, he would probably say he was going through an emo phase, but I think he's, <laughs> I think he was just being a normal That's teenager. Thomas's version of emo, yeah, which yeah. is not emo. <laughs> but yeah, then I, I feel like, uh, I don't know, we okay, probably well, got more in touch well, in high school, but then, yeah. So I remember, well, first of all, how old were you, Andrew, in 2000 or 2001? 2001, I would have been 10. Okay, so I started Weekly Waves with you when I was like 17 years old and you were 10 years old. <laughs> we started our podcast when you hadn't even hit puberty yet. Which actually, is really you, oh, <laughs> you, you can hear my voice changing throughout the episode. Yeah. Um, so then the second thing is that I met Thomas for the first time when I was probably around that age, like 17, late high school, maybe even early college. And I remember... He was over at your house. It was the first time I actually met him. And he was saying that he, his girlfriend or something. And I remember oh, being yeah. super jealous. I was like, how does this, how does this little wiener looking kid have a girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> and I don't have a girlfriend. Damn it. <laughs> wow, that, that was funny how. Th- like... That's my first meeting with Thomas, is the memory. That's the memory I have. Yeah. <laughs> You know, the funny thing is, is I literally cannot think of my first memory with Thomas. Uh, I, it's it's really weird. Like, the only thing I can think of is Smoky Mountains. Maybe, you know, like, little, maybe little bits of him playing with you, Andrew. That's like probably why, actually, yeah. Yeah. It's like you, um, you saw him, but it wasn't really, like, yeah. meeting him, maybe. But Yeah, I feel like... And not anything to his, you know, saying against anything, anything against him. But it was just I pretty much barely knew him up until, you know, maybe the Smokies. Maybe that was really when it. Oh, uh, Yellowstone. When we Yellowstone. really got. Or, or sorry, Yellowstone. Yeah, that's what yeah. I meant. Um, so it's it's really weird. Like my my memory of him <laughs> before that is extremely <laughs> which, vague. <laughs> which makes that trip even funnier because he was the one who planned it and like it all revolved around him so it was like why <laughs> and like you two barely knew him at that point 
I don't know. Yeah, it's just weird. Really weird. Man. Uh, yeah. We've talked about that before. I yelled at Thomas so much during that trip. <laughs> <laughs> Some of it was justified. <laughs> Some of it was justified, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think he was probably in a mindset of like, I've got to be on top of stuff because I, I planned this out. But <laughs> yeah. No, I, I can relate to that in a sense. Um, this is a, a tangent, but when we did the Grayson trip, um, I was not in as good a mood as I should have been for such a great trip that was uh-huh. uh, because I was really worried about how cold it was going to be getting at night and I didn't really inform you guys about that or plan about that um, but I mean you guys were fine but oh, for the entirety of the trip I remember being like not unhappy just not as uh lively or upbeat as i could have been it's like you don't uh, want the responsibility to fall on you it's like it's one yeah thing oh same same with oh and, and obviously another one the same is the same one is the manistee trip right yeah yeah after that the the whole incident there i i was really upset with myself about you know like feel, feeling the responsibility since i had planned the trip right but. right Oh. Obviously, I, you, I know you guys don't hold it against me. For that yeah, stuff, not but, at all. Yeah. Like, it yeah, just doesn't even, not even the first thing. Because yeah. especially now, like, when it comes to planning our trips, well, we finally have a template <laughs> for our trip plans. Right. Like, and we say, say, we post them ahead of time, we research it ahead of time, and then everybody's supposed to look at it. Now, if anything goes wrong, I'm just like, well, that's just us then. If we're too <laughs> stupid to right. figure that out then mm-hmm. it's fine. <laughs> it's like, it, it's very much a group responsibility and it doesn't, and it makes it so that it's not anybody's fault when <laughs> things go wrong. It is funny how often stuff has gone wrong, but also like nothing has ever been that big a deal besides maybe the canoe thing. But that was just like, it was bound to happen at some point. I feel like. Yeah. And yeah. and to be fair, the, the canoeing wasn't really a result of trip planning. It was just, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. Thing that happened. Well, it's it, I actually, you know, we could probably attribute it to the tent falling apart. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, because that whatever brand of tent that the is, tent got a hole in it or something. It's their fault. Then... No, so, uh, well, what I can tell you guys what happened was, is, uh, my tent at least, I, um, I left my poles at the first campsite, and then. When we were scrambling to try and set up some shelter because of the rain, I was trying to use hiking poles to support my tent, and the hiking poles ripped through my tent. Oh, yeah, 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 It was just like a weird series of events that yeah. kind of led to everything. Yeah, it was just so much of snowballing, yeah. because yeah. leaving your poles led to not being able to set up the tent, led to the hole in the tent, led to sleeping in the forest, led to not sleeping, yeah. led yeah. to... The, the calamity crashing the canoe yeah. <laughs> the calamity <laughs> the calamity again <laughs> okay well i think that's enough history i guess why don't we get into the 50th episode and oh, yeah. mm-hmm. thoughts on that i mean maybe spot thoughts specifically about the 50th episode but also the journey to 50 episodes and yeah, yeah. whatever yeah. thoughts you might have well i know we've all said this before but i think the 50th episode all took us by surprise um, yeah, yeah. It just was suddenly like we were, um, oh my god! You know, it's the fiftieth episode. We have to do something special for it. And the funny thing is, is uh, we were originally going to do a winter trip. 
Um, oh man, yeah. The, a winter trip was going to be the fiftieth episode, but although we were going to switch it anyway, because Thomas. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which we've only done that like once or twice before. <clears throat> yeah, but then we, that something happened. Andrew got Andrew was feeling under the weather, and I actually wasn't feeling good either, but not in the same way. But we were worried Andrew might have had COVID. Mm-hmm. He definitely uh, had COVID. <laughs> there's, there's I hope. No I, it's, yeah, it's weird. I yeah, that's that true. Um. But basically, me and Andrew had to bail out of the trip, so Robbie did a solo video, solo trip, um, which he made a video of. Well, the um, patrons have already been able to watch that. Right. We right. should probably release that for the public this weekend. Oh, actually. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but then that ended up resulting in Big Ben being the actual 50th episode, um, which is kind of like the universe telling us. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's funny, though, because like on that, like on there have been trips where I'm like, ah, man, I, like, I actually... Like, there have been trips where I'm like, I don't fully feel like going. Like, the uh, Adirondacks episode, because that was, like, right after, like, a week of training and then, like, also mm-hmm. working at some local festival thing. I was like, I'm just so worn out. But this trip, I was just, I was so, the word we use is crunchy, but I, salty is probably, like, <laughs> I, I was just so disappointed I didn't get to go on that one. Because, one, it just sounded like an amazing time, but two, like, mm-hmm. um, well, yeah. We we had just gotten some new gear, um, and I remember packing up my my bag with everything. I was like, "Yeah, I've got everything packed in here." Yeah, you know, I, I felt confident with winter trips too, especially after dealing with Mohican. Um, and also, we had purchased made a purchase that was going to be new for this trip, which we ended up using on our most recent trip, but. And so we were looking forward to having fun on this trip. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I, I remember being extremely disappointed that I couldn't go. Yeah, because you, you also got sick. Not with COVID, but some stomach. No, I, my, my yeah, I was just, yeah. uh, my stomach was not quite It's really weird. And obviously, that's not a good thing to have on the trail. Yeah, yeah it sucked because the that trip was so perfect yeah. <laughs> like, oh, <man>. like <laughs> it snowed on the first day the entire trail was so easy Ugh. the next morning was just breathtakingly beautiful with the snow on the ground the waterfalls were unbelievable you know but it's okay we'll go back yeah we so, should actually yeah. go back in the winter or something because that would actually be really cool yeah i mean who yeah, knows the place is awesome insane, it's it's the perfect adventure archives mm-hmm. material because it's beautiful it's easy and it has lots of cool destinations. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. actually, on a similar note, though, so with the fiftieth episode, um, one thing that was really cool is, like, actually, I, I mean, this might sound weird, but there's the fact that Brian was able to be there because, like, um, when we've done some trips like Whitney or like Guadalupe, like Brian, sometimes you weren't able to go just because like you had work and stuff, um, or I think in Whitney's case, you just didn't want to climb Whitney, which is understandable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um, but also like on the recent, None, nothing about Whitney sounded appealing. I was like, Oh yeah, you got wag bags. And I was like, yeah, oh, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> We've done harder stuff than Whitney. Absolutely. Yeah. Actually, Whitney, I, I, I Whitney will really, say that in yeah. retrospect. Yeah. I think you could do Whitney. Actually, we should do that. Sometime. No, it was, yeah. I don't think it was the fact that I didn't think I could do Whitney. Mm-hmm. I think it was more about the fact that, uh, after Kumatori, I was like, man, yeah. I don't want to do another, another oh, mountain. Yeah. Doesn't Kuma sound Tori appealing was, right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just that saying that if you ever want to do it, you could totally yeah. do it. It wouldn't be that bad. Yeah. yeah, we should do that sometime, actually. But um, I mean, I'd be down. But also, like a lot of times when we're on like a road trip or something, like Thomas will plan out like, oh, let's split up, and then me and Brian will hike 
something, which is usually an easier hike, and then you and Thomas will do like a mountain hike. And like I, 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 I you mean like canoeing versus yeah, yeah. <laughs> which <laughs> Todd and there, obviously there's part of me that's like okay, I don't, I don't mind canoeing around, um, but there's always that sense of FOMO. But it was cool because in that episode we all got to like experience the whole trail and also like climb up the peak all together, and that was just like I don't know, it felt like a good culmination of things and like and I definitely oh, right. felt was a peak, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, the the whole getting up at four and going to the peak. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I, I remember uh i remember one thought when went through my head i was like yep this is the thomas sennard trip experience <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. like uh, wouldn't wouldn't be a, a camping trip without climbing a mountain and probably getting up really early to do it <laughs> <laughs> it's true we're so lame wow that has happened in a lot of things that <laughs> but no that that trip was fantastic and i know we all agree on that the first campsite we got so lucky with that campsite because the other ones we passed by were mediocre at best Mm -hmm. and then the one we had was just the perfect capstone to that day oh man so the weather what's weird about getting to 50 episodes though is that when i actually like look at the list it doesn't seem like that many. Yeah. It it never seems like 50. But 50 is just a huge number. Yeah. Like that if we if you tried to watch it back to back it would take you like 3 days. Well, it's funny too without sleeping. Like I often think of Red River Gorge as like the start of like the new era of Adventure Archives because that's when we got like the 4K camera and like I think we changed our intro and stuff. Um well, I guess Dolly Saw is when we changed the intro technically, but it, it like that still feels new to me is like the Red River Gorge and Yosemite stuff, but that's like so long ago now. Yeah. It's so yeah. weird. Yeah. What's also interesting is that so many big changes, like from episode to episode, like in the first 10 episodes, they changed a lot from episode to episode. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. they got drastic, the video quality got drastically better really quickly. Mm-hmm. And there was like audio quality got better really quickly. It's weird. Well, it's not weird, but so many times when you're refining a technique or a craft, mm-hmm. it's that first 80% is so much easier than that last 20%. Yeah. 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 Hold on a second. Hold on a second. <laughs> Taking another <Okay>. shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> That would be a Robbie thing is to be wearing two shirts <laughs> and then taking them off one at a time. Um, one thing I was going to say is I feel like in our recent episodes, the refinement has been less like something you see on screen, but more like our filming process. Cause like we're so much better about being able to get dr- filming and editing. Yeah. Yeah. I would say uh, editing yeah. even more recently, but I feel like we, we've gotten so much better at like getting, dramatic looking shots but still being able to like not having to like walk a ton all the way back to the camera like we've learned like oh mm-hmm. we can stagger or like not every shot oh, has to yeah. have all three I'm, of us and like i i definitely agree with that because i remember my biggest grievance with the first i don't know how many episodes it probably was but mm-hmm. i remember being so tired by the end of those trips because we spent so much time standing around um yeah getting shots yeah. And obviously, you know, we needed to do that. But uh, you can also see it just in the fact that we, you know, 
20 episodes ago or 25 episodes ago, we would have been like six miles. That's not possible. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> and now we're doing eight, nine, 12. Uh, well, it, sometime very rarely 12 miles, but we've done eight and nine miles, mm-hmm. you know, with time to spare. Um, Which is still kind of nice sometimes to do less, but, <laughs> but that, Oh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with that. Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying uh, we, we've become more aware mm-hmm. of, the amount of time we need to take to film things and just becoming faster at that. And ironically, our episodes have only gotten longer because it's like it took so long before <laughs> to film like a 40 minute episode. And now true. Our, it's like we have to make sure our episodes aren't too long. <laughs> yeah. Now we're going to go through this phase where the length of our episodes kind of peak over two hours and then they're going to come back down a little bit yeah, as we realize that already like, happened. we got we to gotta cut the, these. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's crazy. Uh, sorry, there was a raccoon or something running on my roof <laughs> and I was freaking out because I was like, what is going on? So I, I was trying to make sure nothing was inside the house. But yeah, um, you guys are... Uh, at the filming process, like, I don't know what we did exactly, but mm-hmm. somehow we almost never really have to do the everybody goes and then walks back to get to the camera. Mm-hmm. Like somehow we've just refined it to where it's usually just Andrew's on tripod. I'm on steady cam yeah. and it still we do a mu- works in the episode. Like it, it doesn't oh, look yeah. boring or anything. Yeah. Yeah. We, we do an insanely better job at filming. Uh, what's the word? Not effectively efficiently. Yeah. Efficiently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which it's funny. Time management too. Just kind of being aware mm-hmm. of, of, you know, how long we're taking mm-hmm. and being like, okay, maybe we should do some hiking and this and that. And and obviously, I think Andrew mentioned it too, that, you know, our episodes are longer, but that's because we're more efficient. We're getting more shots. And I think you guys are more comfortable with, you know, not being concerned about having not enough to mm-hmm. enough content. Well, I remember when we started, that was one of the mantras was well, get the shots that nobody else is willing to get. So like get up in the morning, get the, yeah, the sunrise, yeah. get that shot, go walk back for it. The reason I think we've kind of walked back on that a little bit is because we don't, you don't need to do that once you get once efficient enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Man. I actually think that getting more sleep will make the video better. Mm-hmm. Like you might miss the sunrise shot. We've gotten so many sunrise shots at this point that I don't feel too bad <laughs> if we miss one because it's better to feel well rested mm-hmm. and have, better like on camera uh rapport mm-hmm. than just right. a one good sun sh- sunrise shot you know well and sometimes yeah. it just works out where like one of us wakes up and then can get a few shots and then like e- mm-hmm. even go back to sleep but it's like th- there have been times where i've like i mean i'm not a morning person normally at all but like i've woken up early and then like i have to pee and i'm just like yeah i'll, I'll just get some shots i don't mind it that much but yeah <clears throat> it's funny though because that's kind of the case with any skill or task like not to bring kung fu into this, but it's like <laughs> <laughs> please do. Not please to bring do. kung fu into but, this, but I've already brought time, kung fu into this. Time to kung fu. Forty five minutes. Like, <laughs> like so much of that is about learning to use your like muscles as efficiently as possible. And like like when you throw a punch, you don't want to tense up your bicep because that actually pulls against the punch. It's like throwing a ball, for example. Like you you want to be loose when you throw a ball. And it's like mm. so many skills whether physical or not are about finding the most efficient and effective way mm, to do it yeah and i, yep, I feel like that's definitely. why like we we can use less effort to still to get more out of it now because we've mm-hmm. done 50 episodes i guess yeah yeah i guess a lot of that's behind the scenes that people don't really see because just thinking about how many useless steady cam shots <laughs> i would get 
And just like at some point I was like, dude, you got to stop I'm talking to myself. You got to stop yeah. filming all these extra shots. It's just making editing a nightmare. Right, right. So like we're much more du- judicious and efficient. And, also, and we have a feel for like what we need now too. Yeah, yeah. The feel for what we need is much, much better now. Um, part of that also is you got to work with the long, ga- long game because I want to be able to keep doing this for a long time. And if you... Mm constantly are having to burn yourself out every time you make one of these videos you can do it for a little while but you'll just burn yourself out so you you have to find ways to make it efficient and reasonable enough that you can continue to do it right right yeah 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 and i mean that goes down to everything just like even the backpacking trips like the gear like lightening your load Mm -hmm. getting more efficient with our packs and everything like all of that is so i mean imagine if our gear had never changed from kumatori like I think about how oh badly we packed God, like, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like most the I think the biggest reason that was so exhausting was because of our gear. Like more than the hike itself. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I would I would say though I half attribute that to the fact that um uh it, it's winter. Well, um we were still a little bit amateurish when it came to winter camping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also the whole like we had stayed at your friend's house the day be- the night before and I don't remember exactly what but I felt like I had I had to make sure most of my stuff was packed even if I didn't need it. I don't remember exactly why. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't know. It, it's I guess just when you're when you're in another country and you're still not comfortable with, you know, yeah. winter camping specifically. Well, also we were jet lagged. I mean it yeah. takes a lot longer than how long we were there to get over jet lag. Yeah. When you're going literally to the other side of the world. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I think I saw somewhere that it's like an hour a day is a rough estimate of how long it'll take you to get adjusted. So if you're 12 hours off, that's going to take 12 days oh, wow. to get back on track. Oh, yeah. really? I mean, especially in my experience, that feels perfectly reasonable. I guess As maybe I feel it less because I stay up too late <laughs> <laughs> possibly <yeah. laughs> how how many days into to our japan trip did we do kumatori like was it towards the end i feel like yeah, it was towards the end right I think so but I mean, I we weren't there long. that long though you guys were only That's there for true. like a week was it only a week okay. yeah yeah it's crazy okay That's so 50 episodes down uh well, I, I want to ask, Wait. do you guys think we can make it another 50? But I absolutely think we can make oh, it another yeah, 50, yeah. so it seems like a dumb question. <laughs> Kevin Misuda said the border's open. and Is that true? We can go to Japan? Is that what he's talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, well, I would because I would love to do... Well, oh, as man. far as I know, Japan's border's not open. I have okay. two people who would tell me immediately if it was. Gotcha, gotcha. So, um, I feel like if we... Oh, go to Canada. Japan again to film an episode. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Um, what I was going to say, though, is uh, if we go to Japan to film another episode, I think the way we should plan it out is to do the episode. Well, I guess there's the jet whole jet lag thing, though. Mm. I was going to say do the episode earlier. So oh, and then you just enjoy the fruits. Not of have it hovering over our head. Yeah, and then we just enjoy I mean, the I'd, rest I'd of the I'd be vacation. fine with that. Like, Or we could just do it sort of in the middle so there's a little more buffer room. You're not like having to pack and travel back. Yeah. 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 But I would, but I, but I would definitely set aside for another trip. I would definitely set aside more time for a longer trip. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Well, regardless, I'm going to try to go there for at least like two months 
right. to film multiple mountains with Daryl. So yeah. we could make it so that like you guys could, could come, come for at, at least two That'd weeks, be, possibly yeah. three. Yeah. And we could get Thomas yeah. there. He could oh, finally yeah. live out his weeaboo fantasies. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas is like the least yeah. weeaboo among us. <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> is it weeaboo? Yeah. What did you think it was? Weeb? Well, I just I just always remember hearing weeb. Oh. Is that I just that's short? Yeah. For it? Weeb is short. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> weeaboo. Actually, I'm probably the most weeaboo of us. <laughs> the- you're like a weeaboo, but I'm allowed to be not really yeah. because you're you're like a weeb for our own culture, right, right, so right. you really can't call yourself. Which, <laughs> well, you're you're just like reverting back to like right, right, right. the his like our our cultural roots. I feel like that's what Thomas is for his culture. <laughs> like you'll you'll event once shirts. <laughs> when you're like 65 years old, you'll be living like on a rice paddy, yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> growing your own rice. Man, I'm gonna bring that hat on one of these episodes. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> it might have to be a dragon yeah. episode though. <laughs> um. I was talking the other day and I was like, am I allowed to do a Chinese accent? Because <laughs> my, my dad 100% has a Chinese accent. Just the problem is the Chinese accent that I do is not his accent. It's the, can- it's the Cantonese <laughs> it's like, one, right? Yeah, I do it's like the, the Cantonese yeah. style. <laughs> so I don't know if it actually, if I'm actually allowed to use that accent. I have to do my dad's. But my dad's is kind of nondescript. It's not yeah, that yeah. entertaining. So <laughs> I think it's. Well, your dad it's is pretty just funny. Entertaining. <laughs> my dad's entertaining. Yeah. That's true. Uh, yeah. It's not so much the your accent. That is like a character. <laughs> oh, oh, man. man. All right. <laughs> cool. Okay. Well, I mean, that, that roughly mm-hmm. is about an hour. Do you guys have closing <laughs> thoughts? One thought I have is, like, one, Texas... It's funny, because going into the Texas episode for the 50th, like, I think a lot of us weren't expecting it to be as good as it was. Um, but it was amazing. But also, like, we, we did have some grand plans of, like, international trips, like Iceland or something. But um, I think that that should definitely be something we look into in the future, is, like, backpacking mm-hmm. and traveling in Iceland. And we could even do an episode of us just traveling around the towns, too. I think that'd be really cool. But. Yeah love it yeah like iceland yeah i don't know if we'll do it this year but definitely by the end of next year we'll have done iceland i i'm willing to stake my stake a bet on it (laughs) (laughs) not too much (laughs) don't want to stake too much on that but i mean i'll I'll go it solo if i have to make it happen (laughs) no we definitely should make it happen but yeah yeah uh okay well so yeah 50th episode great adventure archives wonderful um (laughs) as far as in summation campfire chronicles (laughs) as far as campfire chronicles goes it is now going to be audio only we're not going to do a video version of it anymore we'll still still do these patreon live streams so if you're listening to this after the fact in your podcast feed you can listen in live uh, by going to patreon.com slash adventure at any level. So the $2 level, you still get to listen live. Um, and we're going to do them once a month for the next three months. Mm-hmm. So this is April. Then we're going to do May. We're going to do June. If we do not hit all three of those dates, we are forever abandoning any hope of <laughs> campfire Chronicles being on a regular <laughs> schedule. And that's fine. It's totally fine. But we're not going to pretend like it's regular. And when we have an episode that comes out like in a year, we're not going to be like, sorry for the long delay. We're just going to be like, that's just the way it is with Campfire Chronicles. <laughs> but if we do do it every month, 
then it'll just be a monthly mm-hmm. podcast and it'll be great. Which so. actually I'd be curious to hear if you're watching this on Patreon or whatever, like write in the patron comments what you would like to hear us talk about too. Because I think, uh, I mean, we've got topic ideas, but we'd love to hear what you all want to hear us talk about. Mm, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I do think that having a steady supply of topics would also help yeah. us motivate us to. And it doesn't have to be camping related yeah, or yeah. adventure archives related because I would love to do weird philosophical I, I mean, topics. In a way, I think that was the original conception that I had of this is like it's the conversation you have at the campfire, except it's not at the campfire. Mm-hmm. But, so, I, yeah, that's definitely a possibility, too. Oh, yeah. That's the name, isn't it? Campfire Chronicles. <laughs> Damn. Bobby's mind that's blown deep. left and right. <laughs> uh, well, actually, yeah, why don't we do that? Because I forgot that's part of the reason we do these live streams is to take questions. So if anybody has questions right now, okay. we've got five minutes left on this Google Meet call. Mm-hmm. But I'll I'll call it off at a minute left so that we don't literally get cut off. But, so um, I just realized I have a Zoom account that lasts longer than an hour if we ever need to use that. But okay. Uh, but yeah, any if, any if that means I have to install something, then no. I don't know. <laughs> it means you have to install I don't think you Zoom. Do. No, there's probably a Zoom web <laughs> yeah, app. <I> so. <laughs> okay, there probably is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if anyone has any quick questions. Oh, Kevin Misuda says, let's talk about the hunt for minimal light pollution. That does sound... Actually, that's a great topic for another podcast because that was like a whole obsession for a while for me. Oh, it was. Yeah, we were super obsessed yeah. with that to try and finally see the Milky Way. Yeah. Do you see guys think Way we got so that at Big Bend? There. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that think, was yeah. huge, man. Yeah. That was a, a big old Milky Way. We haven't even <laughs> seen the Northern Lights. Like, that was super yeah, lucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to see it again sometime. Jason's yeah. got a question here. What were each of your thoughts when you watched the final cut of the 50th episode? Uh, you guys want to go first? Uh, the big thing that stood out to me was like the quality was no different from previous episodes, <laughs> but we edited it in like a quarter of the time that it's been taking us. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that felt extremely good. I got really sick of like we, we, the previous episode, like 49, it took us a month and a half. Yeah. Like it was horrible. So it, it felt really good to have that one made so quickly. Oh, I think for me, like, yeah, like you said, it was quality wise, it was kind of similar to the other episodes, but there were certain things that made it stand out. And I think one of the things I kept thinking about was that final song where we took Brian's journey into the known. And then my friend added uh, her vocals onto it. But I, oh, I, yeah. really, I wish superb. Yeah. I, I like, I was annoyed. There weren't more comments about it. Cause I, this is so good. <laughs> <laughs> but like she really like it, it, most of the credit goes to her for that song and and to Brian for writing the original but yeah um i i i it's funny because you guys edited that so fast that the trip was still fresh in my mind so it was it was a little different watching it compared to other episodes because of um typically by the time the episode comes out the memories have like kind of faded away a little bit and then I get to rewatch it and like relive those memories. But this one was more like, um, it was just a different feeling watching. That's it. a good it was, point. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. Like it was a good feeling, but it was just, it was just a different mm-hmm. feeling. Uh, I don't really know how to explain it other than that way, but getting to see, um, a lot of the things that we experienced kind of from a slightly different perspective, IE from the camera's perspective, mm-hmm. uh, like especially the morning hiking, and uh, the hike up to the top of the mountain. Yeah. That was interesting watch for me because I think for at least half of that morning, I <laughs> wasn't <disassociated>. really, 
well, yeah, I wasn't really <laughs> like comprehending what was going on because the morning was literally like you just we just got to hike and we got to get there as, as fast as we can. So it was really interesting to see it um, put into that format and being able to kind of absorb what happened a little bit better. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, because when you're actually experiencing it, it's a different thing. And then afterwards, you can kind of savor the environment a lot better. Savor that flavor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay. Last question that I have for you guys: what uh, What's your cereal? What's your cereal situation at home right now? I don't have cereal. <laughs> no <Yeah>. cereal. <laughs> oh man, you guys are. Unlucky. But I was I- thinking about bringing cereal for the next trip we do as a snack. Because mm. because the what we did on our last trip that kind of made me yeah. think. You know, cereal really is just a tasty tasty snack i might just have you know we, we should each carry a carton of milk so we have one for you <laughs> we'll do like an episode where we each bring a different cereal <laughs> and we just have a different cereal for breakfast yeah okay our call in, ends in under a minute so thank you everyone for watching we'll see you next time yep. in a month listening exactly yes. <laughs> yeah uh oh yeah listening um but yeah we're out of here Yep. Campfire Chronicles episode 33. Have Thanks for one. listening. See you around. Bye-bye.